Before we jump into this episode, if I may, I'd love for you to come with me on an auditory journey because there is this piece of the area music of Wilderness Lodge mm-hmm. that seems to always play as I approach the mm-hmm. entrance to the Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Aren't we, aren't we already on an auditory journey? You know what? That's a great point. I'm, and I'm really grateful you brought that up. So here's another layer of auditory journey. Uh, and this is just something that I feel like I hear every single time I'm there. And I know I've played this sound in the past because I tried to ask you what movie this is from. I'll tell you oh, what movie okay. it's from, but probably later on in the is episode. Is this going to be an earworm and I'm going to hate you afterwards? No, it's instrumental and it sounds okay. like this. You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Gray. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. We are happy to have you back on one of our probably most popular series of episodes, a Disney Resort Rundown episode, which I'm super excited about. Yes. Um, okay, well, I'm dying now to know what movie that was from. My only thought was Hercules, but... Not animated. I feel like it's got to be... It's non-animated. Not <gasps> animated. That's your That's your clue. Continue to think about it throughout the It's not topic. Homeward okay. Bound, is it? <laughs> it's not Homeward Bound. And uh, no, not Homeward Bound. Um, I'm excited for this episode for a lot of reasons. One, we don't normally talk about these kind of things, but our Wilderness Lodge episode, like our part one, is still our most downloaded episode of all of our episodes. Because the WL and, is amazing. Yeah. And it was that was an episode that was like really, really jam-packed with mm-hmm. history and storyline notes from Walt Disney Imagineering stuff. So I'm happy to say that I think we have a second, a good second dose of that mm-hmm. with the two expansions that happened at Wilderness Lodge. So yeah. excited to get knee deep in some Disney and like world history. Well, like American history, not right. so much world, Actually, very not world, very American. For sure. Um, but um, before we jump into that, just a big thank you to all of you who decided to check out my side project. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice. We had episode one last week and then episode two this week. And when I played it for my wife, her episode two that is coming out this week, by the time you hear this, it will already be out. Um, her response was, wow, how are you still alive? So I'm excited for you all to hear that. and uh, <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> you'll see what's going on. And then second, also this week, is my preview for the Journey of Water inspired by Disney's Moana. So this time next week, you'll be hearing me talk a little bit about my first impressions of this new walkthrough attraction. Or I think the first Maybe not the first walkthrough attraction because we have like one man's dream or whatever it's called, but right. one of the few walkthrough attractions that exist at Walt Disney World. Maybe the first World. outdoor walkthrough attraction. Yeah, it's going to be hot. Yeah. It's We're going at night. It's going to be hot and steamy. And then they're also like blowing steam around. It feels like, you know, <laughs> they're like, are you hot yet? If not, are you hot? just walk through here. You'll feel it. <laughs> it's a test. So we have to fill out a survey. Right? We mm-hmm. have to declare at what level of hot we are. <laughs> Is it regular hot or inside a dog's mouth hot? That's, I believe yes, that's the spectrum. Right. As if Florida's not already like that. So I can't wait. Um, yeah. But I, for real, I can't wait to hear how it is and what your thoughts are on it. And if it's going to be something cool or if it's like, eh, it's cool. But, you know, don't don't waste your time if you got other yeah, things to do. Yeah, don't fly here for it. <laughs> right. So we shall see. Um, is that all you've done? I feel like, gosh, Greg, why haven't you done more Disney things? <laughs> That's it. That's all that I've done. Lots because going I on. think we should dedicate this time. Yeah. To one of the best, one of the most beautiful, one of the most steeped in history resorts, Wilderness Lodge. So a little recap about what we talked about in our part one, uh, just so that you kind of have to kind of jog your memory about what it is, the overall theme for this whole resort, because it technically has three parts along mm-hmm. the, the the timeline. So our first expansion we're going to be talking about today is Boulder Ridge. That storyline is set in the late 1800s. Then the lodge itself, which is what we covered in part one, that's supposed to be set in the early 1900s. And then the Copper Creek Villas, the third expansion to the resort, is supposed to be the late 1900s through today. 
So it's not a backstory, it's a current story, which is mm-hmm. an interesting concept. And the overall themes of Wilderness Lodge as a whole, so regardless of what expansion or version you're talking about, just in general, that some of the themes for this resort include our westward expansion, and we did that expanding by the Transcontinental Railroad, a lot of railroad stuff, and also a lot some of railroad nods. Stuff. A lot of railroad stuff. <laughs> a lot of that railroading. Is that what that's called? I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> And some Native American culture pops up in quite a bit in the lodge itself, and then also in the expansions, and then also the resort is inspired by some of our national parks. I say our like I have anything to do with it. Right, I don't like, own any um, national also, parks. Why do, you, why do you think all those Native American things pop up? <laughs> huh. I wonder how. <laughs> Where did we get all of our land? Um, also, when do you want me to reveal the fact that I think I know what movie it's from? Okay, what movie is it from? I think it's from Mighty Ducks. Okay, here it is. One more time, everybody. It's called The Mighty Duck Suite. Yes! It's such a good pump up. It hit me. I was like, it just hit me what it is. It's Mighty Ducks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I can picture like the flags and stuff outside, like yeah. before they before the thing and then after. Anyways, I'm glad I I'm glad I picked that out. Uh, Doug would be proud of me. I'll have to tell him about it. You can sleep easy tonight. I can sleep no, easy. It. Otherwise, it would have killed me. You know, it would have. <laughs> so, do we want to get started in on our yeah. Boulder Ridge? Sorry yes, to ma'am. sorry I railroaded you there. See what I did? Oh. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about Boulder Ridge first, and then we're gonna talk about copper creek and yeah because these are the two things that are left over there obviously we talked about there's a lot of railroading going on a lot of railroads but walt was uh very into railroads and so i think that's one of the main reasons why they you know went in to this one pretty pretty deep they went in pretty pretty hard pretty hard yeah they They leaned in quite that's what she said okay so the storyline uh fish uh disney's official description is recalling the 1860s railroad hotels of the american west boulder ridge villas offered the comforts of home amid the rustic beauty of disney's wilderness lodge dine on traditional pacific northwest cuisine explore trails through lush meadows and delight in the enchanting copper creek springs pool just a breezy boat ride to Magic Kingdom Park, this resort hotel celebrates the ethos of traditional craftsmanship and the great outdoors. Was that good? I like that it's a breezy boat ride to Magic Kingdom Park. That breeze yeah. is hot. Bre- yeah, breezy, more like uh, breathy. <laughs> it's a very hot, breathy ride to Magic Kingdom Park. Um, and I like that they were they use the word ethos here. They're getting yeah. real fancy. Um, yeah, the official Walt Disney Imagineering storyline for the resort is that it, this used to be like a railroad depot hotel. It opened in 1871. These types of hotel, hotels started popping up across America as more of the railroad tracks were laid down and then people were heading out west more often. So people were traveling via train, both for leisure and to relocate. And although this building was built after the main Wilderness Lodge building, the storyline ever precedes the timeline of Wilderness Lodge. So think of it even though this is built later they're like oh but this is this represents an earlier time period we got a prequel yeah. we got a resort prequel how that's often does that that's happen? right um and greg you did uh, an official tour of this and so i know that you have a lot of fun elements here you're going to share with us mm. about the history and the storyline yeah went on a nice tour in december of 2021 which Crazy. is how i got a lot of information for our first episode and i've been holding on to it it's always for nice us. to get uh, official information from the horse's mouth because a lot of times we're like, well, I don't know who said this. and wh-. I mean, yep. you know, it's like maybe you've seen it in a video or something, but it's kind of nice to get all of these like details officially. And what I love about I just want to say this. What I love about our resort rundowns is um, like my neighbor at the street was like, hey, we're going to be staying at, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. I'm like, go back and listen to our episode on it because she was talking about how her daughter and her husband are really excited about it. And I'm like, go listen to our episode because then you can like look for all the fun things that we talk about yeah. and kind of know what all of the um it's for saratoga that's what it was they're gonna say it's okay. saratoga and i was like oh we did an episode on it so it's really cool to be able to like hey go back and listen to that episode because there's all these cool things that you can look for while you're there and you'll know like what everything means and why they themed it that way and all that so this this is no different yeah jam-packed stuff so that's right just as you said it's so great to hear this from the horse's mouth and this is what the horse had to say mm-hmm. tell us the Boulder Ridge <laughs> villas are a in a separate building so if you're looking at the Wilderness Lodge, it is off to the right. It is detached, although there is a connected walk path, walking path. They're not actually connected, um, a covered walking path, I mean to say. The buildings are not connected. And it doesn't have its own lobby, so to speak, 
meaning you can't check in there. Um, you have to visit the lodge to do that. But it does have this big open room, sometimes called an entryway, an atrium, a foyer, if you want to be fancy. Um, but we'll call it an atrium. So as you walk into this atrium, you may notice a circular design. This design is similar to that of a train roundhouse. And I had to sit there and be like, am I supposed to know what a roundhouse is? So I had to Google it. And sure <laughs> enough, early locomotives can only travel forward. So big round buildings were served as a way to take the train in, keep it on its track, keep it moving in one direction. But while it's in there, they would fuel it up. They perform some maintenance, mm. and then they would get it back on its way, kind of like a train pit stop. Yeah, if those you had will. to be huge. Yeah, they were. They sure. were big buildings. Yeah, there is a variety of furniture in this space in the atrium, and you may notice if you look kind of carefully, they don't exactly match. And I don't mean they don't match the decor of the room. I mean they don't always match each other. Each other. Hmm. Railroad travelers often ran out of space while they were moving or they ran low on funds. So they would leave furniture behind as payment to these hotels, these railway depot hotels that were popping up across America as we expanded. And that's why you'll see the variety of furnitures here in this little lobby. It's interesting. Area, it was atrium. like they just made a decision. It's like, well, you can keep on going and we'll give you a ticket, but you're going to have to leave some of that furniture. Yes. <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, if you don't pay your bill at a restaurant, they quote make you wash the dishes. Well, right. you, you got to leave, leave us that ottoman. Or you can't Which leave. Which you know was probably usually like really nice furniture too, so. Probably, yeah. You got to leave living. grandma's, you know, ancient <laughs> couch, ancient like chair that's from like Victorian whatever. <laughs> anyway. Her Davenport, her fainting <laughs> couch. <laughs> yes. Um, as Americans moved west, we were exposed to more Native American cultures. And in this atrium, you'll see a Native American medicine wheel. If you ever want to deep dive into Native American culture, go look at the concept of medicine wheel, which unfortunately that name medicine wheel is something the white man gave it. They called it something else. Mm -hmm. But here we are talking about the medicine wheel. It what was used... makes the red man? Holy, holy, young, young, holy, holy, young. <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> it was used as a teaching tool on subjects like relationships between man and nature, peace, health, well-being, the four elements, which are wind, earth, water, and fire, which you probably also learned in Frozen 2. Um, oh, like I was going to say, in... which you probably also learned in the 90s from Captain America. Oh, <laughs> also that. Captain Planet. Sorry, Captain America. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. I Captain meant America. Captain Planet. He's a hero. Okay, anyways. Um, like you mentioned in part one of our... With our powers of combined. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to. Okay, sorry. Um, like we mentioned in part one of our resort run out of Wilderness Lodge, the number four is sacred to many Native American tribes. You talked about it, how it appears in the Wilderness Lodge lobby, and there's some representation of it as here uh, at the, in this area as well. And the number four represents usually things like the four seasons, the four human needs, physical needs, mental, emotional, and spiritual, the four kingdoms, animal, mineral, plant, and human, the four sacred medicines. If you're, you know what? If you woke up this morning <laughs> and you were like, hey, what are the four sacred, sacred medicines? medicines? Here I am to tell you. Sweet Wait, grass. if you were an Amer what would an American say? What do you think an American um, would say today? Uh, Tylenol. Tylenol, ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. Motrin. Um, for me, melatonin. <laughs> melatonin. And no, some that's, type of like... Melatonin is natural. It wouldn't be that. Okay, sorry. Some Motrin. Some type of like... Um, uh, Benadryl. Amoxicillin. Benadryl. Benadryl. Benadryl, yes. <laughs> but in North... Uh, you know, in, in Native American culture, they are... Sweetgrass. Mm -hmm. Tobacco. Mm. That wacky tobacco. Mm -hmm. Cedar and sage. Mm. And also the four cardinal directions, north, south, east, west. Um, and here, those four directions are represented by the corresponding four animals that are said to represent the different directions in Native American culture. And then in order, it's bear, eagle, wolf, and bison. So what I'm saying is when you walk into this atrium and you're standing in the middle, well, you can't stand in the middle. There's a birdcage there. We'll get to that in a minute. But okay. if you stand in the toward the center of this um, circle and you look up, you can see all of these things around you. You see the directionals. You see the animals. You see the medicine wheel. There's a lot to take in right there. And um, as you continue to look up, you'll see around the perimeter of the floor above you a chart of moon phases, 
A moon phase, think of it like an astrological sign, except maybe a little less made up. So, um, and also for your for your own ease and reference, the dates are printed below each phase here, so you know which moon phase you fall into. But it's the same thing, like and you know your astrology sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moon phases are also paired with the animal's characteristics that it say to be related to that particular moon phase. And in Native American culture, it's up to the individual to determine how to use these characteristics for the betterment of the community, not even necessarily themselves, but how can they um, interpret their moon phase characteristics, harness those, and use them for the betterment of everybody. Mm, Okay. I like that thinking. Not a bad idea there. Yes, a little altruistic thinking Also, I was going to say, if you, have a, um, if you have a hard time remembering the four corresponding animals, just remember the word boob. <laughs> <laughs> Bear, eagle, wolf, and bison. Oh, I think it was boob. Boob. <laughs> what did you learn about on this episode? Well, there was a big old boob. Mm-hmm. A boob. And, uh, boob. And oh, boob. And, and now there's four other animals, so you better write this down. Okay, I hope you're taking notes while you're driving. Um <laughs> So after these, um, when you're done looking at these moon phases, you may also notice another set of four animals, which have are also used in Native American, in some Native American cultures, um, and those are the firebird, turtle, frog, and butterfly. Those I don't really know why those four animals are chosen, but, also but they is, are those. Is the firebird the like phoenix? Let's call it a firebird. That's how they refer to okay. it, but it looks right. it's similar to a phoenix. Okay, okay, just making sure. These I'm trying four to animals. These four animals are found on the fireplace screen. So when you're in this atrium, if you look up to the right, there's a really nice like stone fireplace. Mm. There's a couple of rocking chairs right there. It's kind of like a nook because you can go in there. And there's like a little bit of like a ceiling over you. Like it's actually really nice mm. and cozy when it's not a million degrees out. And this fireplace screen, fun fact, is one of five ironwork fireplace screens at this resort. Right. They, for I'm some thinking reason, of the Wilderness one, Lodge. Yeah, I'm thinking of the one in the main lobby of the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, so there's one where like the the big column there that mm-hmm. that's there to represent the um, layers of the Grand Canyon. And then as you go up, there's a couple more fires, and they have screens over mm-hmm. them as well. Cool. Um, I mentioned that in the center of this atrium is a bird cage, and you might use the word ornate to describe it. Okay. Of course, it's ornate because you're there to catch the ethos of that's right of the scenes. <laughs> um, so when depot hotels like this one is themed after. Um, were in operation, bird cages were an, an indulgent way for the hotel guests to see nature while indoors. Just owners of these hotels were like, let's put this fancy thing in here as a way for them to feel luxurious. Mm. The reason why it's kept empty now is a reminder that nature belongs outside. Mm-hmm. So let's keep nature where it is, go outside and enjoy it, but it is there to remind us of the past. And the four animals that I mentioned on the fire screen are also on this birdcage. The uh-huh. firebird, turtle, frog, and butterfly. And as you look around the cage, you'll see it there. Cool. Maybe what the biggest draw of this building... And by the way, we haven't even really left what you might call the lobby of this building. Right. Forget about the rooms and stuff, right? We're just like spinning around in this atrium of a room. But at this point, we'll leave this little atrium uh, and head over to the adjacent room called the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad Room. Lots of stuff coming your way about this particular room. But if nothing else, it's just a nice place to sit down and relax in. Plenty of seating and you can hang out. Uh, This room was designed to celebrate Walt Disney and his love of steam trains. There is, there's a bunch of stuff in there, but most notably, there is a plaque on the wall featuring an old photo, a black and white photo of Walt conducting a mini railroad. So he's sitting on this one-eighth scale railroad, right? This train I feel like I've going seen this track. picture so many times in different things. Yeah. And, well, the photo itself was taken in 1950 by Imagineer Roger Brogy at the Disney Carrollwood Estate in California. There's a couple of side nuggets for all of this. Mm-hmm. One, that Imagineer, Roger Brogy. Brogy? Brogy? I think it's Brogy. I was saying Brogy. It's fine. Okay. If it's wrong, someone will tell us. <laughs> someone will tell us. Um, th- that uh, Imagineer, Roger Brogy, was not only the one who built this train for Walt, but he's also considered the first official Disney Imagineer on record. Nice. So it doesn't get much cooler than that, I mm-hmm. think. Not only did you build this thing that basically Walt ran with, or not right. literally ran with because he was riding it, but you're also the first Imagineer crazy mm-hmm. so he built it but walt used it at walt's estate mm-hmm. walt named that estate 
and the mini railroad, the Carrollwood, after a street that he and his family lived on in California. And that's where this room in the Boulder Ridge Villas gets its name, the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad Room. Mm. By the way, in that photo, the train's locomotive car, the one that Walt's sitting on, has the number 173 on it. Remember that for later, 173. And this plaque appears to be issued by the Carrollwood Pacific Historical Society, which is a real thing. And at the bottom of this plaque, it says copyright Retlaw Enterprises, and the word Retlaw is just Walter backwards. Hmm. Just a ton of, um, this is one yeah, plaque. There's just right. a ton of Easter eggs right. on this one plaque. The space that we're talking about here, this Carrollwood Pacific Room, was originally called the Iron Spike Room, which maybe focused more on like the completion mm-hmm. of the railroad tracks. However, Michael Brogy, son of that original Imagineer, Roger Brogy, the one that well, the one that took the hear my voice crack in the middle yeah, of that. Like, Roger uh, Brogy. Did you just hit puberty this week. What's going I on like, over there? I feel like I just sounded like Scooby Doo. <clears throat> so Michael Brogy, the son of the original uh, uh, Imagineer, Roger Brogy runs a steam engine train society, and he was not a fan of the name of this room. So he petitioned Walt Disney Imagineering to rename it, and they complied. They all agreed, and then it became officially the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad Room. Mm. There are a bunch of model trains in this room. At least one of them has a number on it. That number is 07734. That's not the number I told you to remember. It's 07734, and you're like, well, Greg, what's unique about that number? This is one of those numbers. If you put it in a calculator, kind of like 58008, <laughs> um, and you turn it upside down, it spells the word hello. I'm not sure why they decided to do that. I know. That, I'm like, what a weird... Random, yeah. but there yeah. it is. Very interesting. There is another model train car and in a different display in this room. It has a bunch of stuff involved in this one. It has a Centennial logo on it celebrating the 100 years of Disney, not the 100 years of Wonder, which we're currently celebrating. Mm-hmm. This is the 100 <laughs> so years of... Things. So many different things. Uh, this is from Walt's birth in 1901 to the year 2001, that 100-year span. And the car is a part of the Lily Bell train, of course, mm-hmm. named after Walt's wife, Lillian. And the first car on this train features the number 173. That was the number that was on Mm -hmm. the locomotive car that Walt's driving in that photo from 1950, Mm -hmm. taken by the original Imagineer. Um, So that's just, I mean, that's a little bit. That's like a glimpse into this. Mm -hmm. If you want to continue to go knee deep into the um, different uh, options, different things, it's kind of like a museum. If I could describe it in one way. It's it's a a bit like a museum. museum. (laughs) Yes. So... If you get there, even if you're not staying there, just get to the Carrollwood Pacific Room. Take a look at everything that's in there. There's a bunch of old black and white photos of Walt and other Imagineers, different um, uh, either Disneyland or Disney World, railroad photos. It's just like, it's a lot. It's a really cool place. So hopefully you get to visit there at some point in your life. But for now, we'll exit this building and we'll enter the Boulder Ridge Mining Town so as you enter this atrium, you see the, all that stuff in the middle. The Carrollwood Pacific Room is up to the right. You just keep heading straight, and then boom, you're on the other side of the building, and you're outside. And the storyline of this area is that all of the stone used to build Boulder Ridge was mined here in the quarry. It was a mining mm. town. So the people who set up shop here, they got all their um, all the all the stone they needed from this area. Mm-hmm. The older rock, which would be darker, was mined first. And then the younger rock, which which will appear lighter, was mined years later to build the lodge, which is why the rock in this area is darker than it is over at the large at the lodge. Okay. Because as we mentioned, this is a prequel. Right. This is supposed to be set before the lodge was built. In this area, you'll see plenty of signs displaying Boulder Ridge Mining Company. There are even a few abandoned railway cars that have the Boulder Ridge Run, Boulder Ridge Railway and Mining Company logo. And there are some stamps in the concrete that read Boulder Ridge Contractors, 1871. Like you mentioned, this was supposed to be um, Mm -hmm. founded, started, established in 1871. Wow. That's a lot. Mm. I'll let you guys catch up with your notes here for for a (laughs) moment before we get into construction and stats. Um, Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about constructions and some stats here, but uh, this was the first DVC expansion of Wilderness Lodge. When it first opened in November of 2000, it was called the Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Wow, that was simple. 
It wasn't until the second expansion came along that Disney decided they needed to rename the villas since there were now going to be two sets of it. So that's when it became Boulder Ridge Villas, and that was in 2016. So as you enter the building, there is a giant map, which is like a piece of art. Um, at the bottom is still to this day, it says the villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. So proof that it was that um, instead of its newer name. This big map is titled The Scenic Line of the West and features drawings of Disney characters across the U.S. It also features a bunch of references to national parks, which we know obviously is the major theme of the Wilderness Lodge itself. Um, the urban design group here was responsible for the design of the villa's building. Their direction was to quote, create the story and give the illusion that the 147 room DVC property, uh, 147 room DVC property was constructed prior to the wilderness lodge. So again, they wanted that storyline to fit in there that this was a, um, pre-existing thing. And they were tasked with the project, um, which with this project, which quote, on a much lighter budget and shorter construction schedule than original. So they needed to save some money there and do it quickly. One way the design company, the Urban Design Group, uh, felt that they achieved their goal was through the quote, DVC's clapboard and shingle structure reflects the simple and straightforward approach of early railroad. That is such a, I don't know why that is such a hard word to say. Early railroad. Early railroad hotel architecture and gives the building the appearance of having been built prior to the Wilderness Lodge. Uh, these, if you yeah, look on Google Maps, because mm-hmm. you probably can't see the roof, right? Yeah. Um, sure enough, it even, like, it's just different roof colors. It, it is like that that red. Yeah. It's got a little different shingle structure, so it, it looks different. It does look different. Um, the villas were recently refurbished within the last year, and they are much brighter and cozier. Even the hallways are brighter, yeah. by the way. Like that, it was a little bit of a dark resort when it first came out in the year 2000, whatever that was, 2000? 2000, 2000, yeah. Um, they've come a long way. Mm-hmm. And speaking of rooms and villas, Greg's going to give us some more, uh, some tips. We're going to talk about rooms and all of those things before we move yeah. into Copper Creek. Yes, we'll continue on with Ms. Boulder Ridge. Let's do it. Over here. Um, it is considered a deluxe villa resort. That's the category of resort it is. The price range of these rooms range from $409 to $2,188. I mean, it's got a mix of rooms Ooh. here. Um, since this is a Disney Vacation Club accommodations, you'll um, maybe you'll be familiar with some of these different room types because it's the pretty much standard stuff here. Mm-hmm. They do have the deluxe studio at 356 square feet. But what's nice about this is it is a uh, a studio that sleeps five, which means it has that pull down bed yeah. underneath the TV. Mm-hmm. So it's got the queen, the pull down, like the double size pull down, the one that is like, the, it's not the couch where the bed pulls out, it's oh, the one where it falls down from the wall. Like so the it's Murphy bed. Much more comfortable. Yeah. And then that little um, pull down underneath the TV that I call like the junior bed. Yeah. It's not for adults. Yeah. It's for kids or like, you know, not quite a teenager. Someone who's short. <laughs> there are quite a few Disney touches in this room and all of these rooms since they've been renovated. So if it's been a while since you've um, stayed in one of these rooms or since you've seen one, highly recommend going out and trying to like Google some photos because there's just like, there's quite a bit of Disney in this room. Mm-hmm. And I always like to point out the Disney touches because I know there's this sometimes stigma feeling, that perception that Disney is quote, not like undisneying their rooms. Mm-hmm. Everything looks like a Hilton. But like I, whenever I hear that, I think like, but do you like, have you seen these rooms? Like right. there's like all this stuff in it. So this particular room, this studio, this is just a studio, has um, these curtains on them that has a bunch like the strip in the middle. In the silhouettes there, you'll see some hiking Mickeys and some Plutos in the forest. Mm. Like they're exploring the, mm-hmm. the lands there. There is a Chippendale mural for the smaller pull-down bed. So the bed underneath the TV, that's for the juniors. Mm-hmm. When you pull that down, there's a little sleeping, cute Chippendale. And then when you do the bigger pull-down bed, the Murphy bed, there is Huey, Dewey, and Louie sleeping in a tent. And then in the background, there's Donald um, on top of the geyser. So he must have been standing in the uh, wrong spot. And the geyser is like keeping him yeah. up and holding him in air. Nice little touch. So, and that's just a couple of the touches of yeah. the, the, the Disney stuff you'll see in this room. Um, the one-bedroom villa is obviously bigger. It's 727 square feet, but it sleeps four, which is one less person than the studio. However, it's hmm. almost 400 square feet larger. It's got the king-size bed, the queen-size pull-down, and a full kitchen, hmm. washer and dryer. Your normal one-bedroom villa amenities. It's you know just got a bigger space. Mm-hmm. has the dedicated living room area. I mean, it's beautiful. And the two-bedroom villa... Um, is 1,080 square feet, sleeps eight. Your bed's there, your king. There are two queens. You've got that same um, uh, Murphy-style bed. 
two bathrooms, all the amenities of the one bedroom. But the Disney touches in here and then also in the one bedroom are pretty similar. There are a bunch of hidden Mickeys. Look for them. There are these, I guess you call them pots mm-hmm. on like the shelves near the bed. Just like, just look, look all around. Mm. There's a bunch of hidden Mickeys. Okay. There's artwork on the wall over the like kind of dining room kitchen table thing. And they're fictional national park posters. Mm. So basically like they're, they're fake national yeah. parks, but they look real. They're meant to look real. Right. So there's a poster for Lake Elias okay. as an example. Elias being not only Walt's middle name, but also his father's name. And in that poster is Mickey and Minnie around a campfire. There's also a poster for Whispering Canyon, which is the name of the restaurant mm-hmm. over there at the at the lodge. So the Whispering Canyon poster has Donald on a donkey with the camera taking like a photo, um, possibly of, that's usually what we call artist point, like the same point that every people, person would go to to like try to get the, fi- the picture right. or at the time they would draw the photo. There's full color artwork on the living room pulled down. So that time when you pull the bed down, it's Mickey and Pluto on a hike. And then in the background, there's Goofy in the back fishing. Mm-hmm. And in the primary bathroom, inside, like as you're sitting in the bath and you look over on the wall, there's a big mural of Mickey and Minnie canoeing on a lake. Not canoodling. That would be a different type of different. mural. Um, they're in a canoe. Canoe. Love that. And then you get to make the joke, I don't see any boats here. Canoe. canoe? Yeah. And unlike other Disney Vacation Club resorts, there are no grand villas. Mm. Those are your three-bedroom big giant ones. There are none here at Boulder Ridge. In terms of restaurants, well, there's nothing unique to this building. You do have to head over to the lodge to get the restaurant. Same thing with shops. And as far as recreation that's unique to this expansion, um, once uh, the Boulder Ridge villas were built and a little bit of refurb happened later on in life, they did kind of redo the Boulder Ridge uh, pool. It's now called the Boulder Ridge Cove Pool. By the way, it's pretty nice over there. It looks cool. And Sounds inside fancy. this building, <laughs> inside this building, you also have the Sturdy Branches Health Club. So you know, a gym. Sturdy Branch. If you're, if you decide you want to work on your fitness, mm-hmm. you can do that here at the Boulder Ridge Villas. Not me. I'm gonna fitness pizza in my mouth. Um, <laughs> love that. This resort offers a couple of views. So I always like to talk about: well, is it worth it to get right. like, this view versus that view when you're using your points or if you're paying cash? And by the way, just like with every other Disney Vacation Club resort, you do not need to be a member to stay here. You will find these rooms available on the regular Disney website when you're booking. The view options for these rooms are either woods or courtyard. And when they say woods, they mean it. You open up your balcony shades, you head out there, and boom, that's all you see is just trees. Trees as far as the eye can see. And hey, you're in a resort themed after the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see some trees. Like that's just yeah. how it would be probably if you were up there. So I would say here, don't sweat the view. Wherever you land, you land. Possible exception. Okay. Okay. There are a few ground level rooms that face the walkway in. So if you're the type of person that likes to sit outside and drink coffee and perhaps perhaps you're not totally show ready, just know that you are on display mm. in those rooms. So maybe if that's your thing, then request a higher floor gotcha. if you can. There are no sections here. It's just one building and all the rooms uh, offshoot that atrium area. So that's about it. Cool. Um, you can request a room near an elevator if you like because the hallways are kind of long. So if mm. that's something that you need to do, just remember to do that. Um, again, I don't really have any food uh, uh, tips or you know reviews here because it's all just part of the regular world of massage. We talked about that in yeah, our part you one. You got to go to the lodge. Well, yeah, gotta do, go to what the do lodge. we do? If it, yeah, you got to go to the lodge. But then, what about <laughs> you got to go to the lodge? Yes, <laughs> it's all in the lodge. Um, okay, some pros for Boulder Ridge. I just really feel like it's this nice, tucked away place. It's still close to the lodge, but it's separate and it feels separate in the best possible way. It's just like your own little area of the wilderness that's not nearly as busy as the big lobby mm-hmm. in the lodge. There are so many things to look at in the atrium. I didn't even cover it all. That's just that's just the the teaser to get you in the door. Mm-hmm. Please look around if you get there. There's just so much. It's that Just sit by that fireplace. There's another seating area in there. You can just sit down. There's a bunch of non-matching furniture to sit down on, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. There is a hidden Mickey hunt just for Boulder Ridge. You can grab it at the front desk at the lodge, but it's designed just for Boulder Ridge. There is a separate pool here, which is great mm-hmm. so that, you know, you don't necessarily get the big the big giant crowd of the main pool. And there are these, 
um, I don't want to call them cabanas, but like kind of separate seating areas around the pool up with these big benches, comfortable seats. You kind of have to get out there early to, to get these mm-hmm. nicer seats, but it's cool. Like it's, and the, the, just the vibe around the pool, I think it's just so nice. In general, the resort's pretty quiet. You do have the fitness center there. And the buses are not far from the entry of the building. So the buses um, are shared for the resort, but the bus stops or the bus station just happens to be kind of close mm-hmm. to Boulder Ridge. Speaking of buses, let's talk about a con. Since it is a shared bus system, sometimes the line for the bus could be a little long because you have all of the guests at Wilderness Lodge as well as Boulder Ridge mm-hmm. um, all taking the same bus. In addition, some other cons are a lack of its own quick service. you got to leave the building to go get your food. Same thing with a lack of a lobby. If you have something that you need to bring to the front desk or talk to the front desk about and maybe you don't want to call or you're not getting anywhere on the phone, you do have to leave and go over to the lodge to get to the front desk. And there are a small number of rooms, like I mentioned, um, where the the patio faces the walkway. So Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. Overall, to me, the cons are, uh, the cons do not outweigh the pros. I just think it's a a beautiful place. I've stayed here. I've actually only stayed on the Boulder Ridge side once. I've visited countless times. Couldn't even tell you how many times I've been in the space. But as far as staying in a room, it was two nights before my wedding. Ah. So we got there earlier than we thought we would. I was able to get a night there. Then we all switched to a different resort. And um, maybe on a Pat Chat episode, <laughs> on our bonus episodes, I'll tell you about a bathroom experience I had <laughs> that I still, to this day, it's been eight years, I have not forgotten this moment. Okay. It's, um, I, I definitely want to hear about this. I'll just use, I'll, I'll toss out a word. One word I will use when I'm telling you the story is the word helicopter. That's all I'm going to say. God. So that's it for Boulder Ridge Villains. All right. Okay, let's see. Let's first talk about what Disney says. Welcome to the new idyllic retreat that evokes a rustic, elegant vibe. A perfect nod to the rich and pioneering heritage of the Pacific Northwest. Consider this your new go-to vacation base camp. Or pi- when pining for serene surroundings located just around the riverbend, just around the riverbend, from Magic Kingdom Park. Standout features include a full range of accommodations with modern amenities, from deluxe studios to 26 waterfront cabins with wraparound porches. You had me at wraparound porches. Love that. Um, okay, let's let's jump into some history here. After the Transcontinental Railroad was done and places were abandoned, what remains was repurposed in a modern way. And in general, these rooms and spaces reflect life in the Pacific Northwest. So this uh, this side of the resorts uh, includes elements of the animated film Brother Bear. Ooh, I don't know if I've ever seen Brother Bear. Have you? I have not. Okay. In Native American culture, the bear is seen as the animal most like the human. So we talked a little bit about bears um, for Boulder Ridge, but bears are a little bit more important over here. Uh, Bears. Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Um, Bears are seen as the animal that's most like a human. So there's something there. Um, The Cascade Cabins. Those are standalone lakefront units. They are painted different colors. The palette still matches that of our national parks. The storyline for the cabins is that all units were left over from supervisors of the mining town that was that was abandoned. So Disney repurposed these dwellings, including vintage railroad beams and railroad signs. Uh, within the cabin, you'll see artwork featuring the scrambled logo of the Carrollwood Pacific Railway. Hmm, we've heard that before. As well as the Fort Wilderness Railroad. I hope that you take a moment to try to find that. If you've never been in the cabin before, don't worry. I'll be posting a video of it this week at some point because mm-hmm. I've been in there quite a bit. Um, oh, shout out to our, our friend Max. I happen to be looking yeah. through some photos. And it was almost a year ago to the day now that I was in one of these cabins with him with and his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. We, um, we but I will post because there's, there's a bunch of um, kind of fun things in the cabin. I would like for you all to see them. Yeah. Uh, the, this third expansion to Wilderness Lodge did not include a new building of rooms. Instead, they basically just take, they basically just took these rooms that were already there and they converted them into DVC villas. So the only addition to the footprint of this resort expansion were the 26 lakeside cabins. Uh, the idea is that you could feel like a pioneer. It's like the, the idea for these rooms is that you could feel like a pioneer or an artisan using local materials that would have been available to you 
um, to build your living quarters. So that's where it's kind of modern looking, but you'll notice the materials like are different in these cabins. So Copper Creek has a total of 158 villas and 26 lakeside cabins, which is a total of 184. And <clears throat> they opened officially on July 17th of 2017, almost exactly six years ago. Yeah. So, happy sixth birthday. Happy sixth birthday, Copper Creek. Um, and they are due for a refurb in April of 2024. So seventh year refresh versus yes, like a 14 year big renovation. <laughs> Yeah, if you're wondering, um, one of the things that's in the contracts for these Disney Vacation Club resorts is that every seven years they undergo a refurb. Mm -hmm. So this, the first one, which would be coming up, right? It opened in 2017, yeah. so 2024 would be seven years. They'll get what's sometimes referred to as a soft refresh. Maybe they change a few things. Maybe they paint some stuff. And then every, on the 14th year, usually sometimes some resorts are like gutted. Yeah. And the room is totally new. <laughs> So um, coming up is a is a a lighter refresh here at the Copper it Creek. It seems like villains. they could have come up with better, like seeing the interior of some of these. I'm like, eh, I feel like they could have done a little bit better theming wise. So maybe they'll do that in the 14 year, but could be. Yeah. Okay. So just like Boulder Ridge, Copper Creek rooms are considered deluxe villa category, and this price range is a little different Ooh. because of actually not the cabins. The cabins are not the most expensive room here. Yeah. Um, rooms start at $409, that's for the smallest room, in the cheapest season, which is often the last two weeks of August, mm -hmm. the first couple of weeks of September, and somewhere in January, February. So anyway, $409 to $4,626. You have a deluxe studio here, and here, this is actually an interesting um, difference here at this resort. The deluxe studios um, have two different types. You can either get one with a walk-in shower or with a shower tub combo. Mm. This is the only resort where when you're booking a room, you specify what bathroom you want. Interesting. Do you prefer a walk-in shower or do you need for it to be right. a, the shower tub combo? If you, I guess if Either you way, have little both, kids, you would want a tub, but otherwise... A tub, yeah, which is... And we've had luck getting the walk-in shower um, oh. room versus the other because that might be the reason why. Yeah. Um, either option will get you a room that's 338 square feet, which is smaller than the studio mm -hmm. over at neighboring Boulder Ridge. And it does sleep four... So unlike the Boulder Ridge counterpart, it doesn't have that fifth sleeper, the bed that folds from underneath the TV. The one bedroom is 684 square feet, also smaller mm -hmm. than Boulder Ridge. Uh, it sleeps four. You've got the one king-size bed, the one queen-size sofa. And at this point, it's still the sofa, the one that you're thinking. It's not the, not the pull-down yet. Yeah. Um, but it's a one bedroom, so it's got the washer-dryer, the full kitchen, the dining room. Well, not quite a dining room, but like the dining table yeah. in the kitchen. And um, a bunch of uh, like rustic design stuff. When we were, when you were talking about how some of the items were repurposed, I mean you can't miss it. There's a big steel beam yeah. over the kitchenette, road beam. Um, the kitchen area of of the one bedroom villa here. There's also a two bedroom villa here, 1,051 square feet, sleeps eight, or the usual stuff there. All the one bedroom amenities. And this one does have a grand villa. There are only four grand villas here. This is a three bedroom villa. Okay. 2,237 square feet. Dang, it's a big that's room. Huge. Sleeps 12. It's all one story. Wow. There are some resorts like Bay Lake Tower, Old Key West, um, way, where they are multiple floors, Saratoga Springs. This happens mm -hmm. to all be on one floor. Um, it is three rooms, three full bathrooms, big old dining room table, uh, the big kitchen with an island bar with seating there. So just plenty of, plenty of couches, plenty of seating. I mean, you've got 12 people. Yeah. Kind of need it. And the lakeside cabins you mentioned are 1,213 square feet, so not as big as a Grand Villa. And they sleep eight. So when I was giving the range of rooms, the higher one is for the Grand Villa, mm -hmm. not the cabin. Um, so it's kind of like slightly bigger than a two-bedroom. The cabin is 1,200 square feet, and a regular two-bedroom is um, just under 1,100 square feet. But these cabins have a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. They all have a patio, a screened-in patio, which is important to mention, um, a picnic table out there, your own individual hot tub, yeah. which, by the way, if you're wondering, that hot tub is drained, cleaned, and refilled in between every guest, wow. so you're not going to have someone else's stink, Interesting. Um, someone else's you know, human stew <laughs> when you go to um, hang out there in your own hot tub. And there's also an indoor-outdoor fireplace. So you can sit inside. Underneath the TV is a fireplace. You can also go outside, stay within your screened-in lanai, if you will, mm -hmm. your patio. And there are other comfy chairs out there, and you're looking at the same uh, fireplace. It doesn't really produce heat. It's really more for show. Mm. But there's probably only maybe four weeks out of the year you'd that want it to produce enough. heat. Yeah. Uh, but it just looks really cool. Hmm. Again, I'm excited to post the video of 
the interior of the cabinet because there's a bunch of cool mm-hmm. um, design aspects in this. A lot of references to um, different parts of the country, a lot of like trees and stuff. I mean, you'll see it. And you mentioned that the the cabins are painted differently. So they're all just a little bit different on the outside, which might make it easier for you to find your cabin if perhaps you've had an mm. adult beverage <laughs> over at Geyser Point Bar and Grill. Um, that restaurant was a part of the Copper Creek expansion. Yeah. Although it is shared with all of this resort, it was new because of the Copper Creek expansion. And the shops and recreation here, there's nothing specific for Copper. It's all just shared with the lodge. Yeah. In terms of some pros and cons and some other tips I could throw your way for Copper Creek, um, we've had the the uh, distinct pleasure of staying here a few times in at least two different style rooms, either a, a studio or a one-bedroom. Um, the views here, the view options for you as you go to book your room is just a pool view. That's the only option. Because on one side of the building, you're overlooking the Copper Creek Springs pool. That's the main Wilderness Lodge pool. Or if you're on the other side of the building, you're looking at the other Boulder pool. Ridge <laughs> and the pool is right there. So either way, you're getting the pool view. And of course, all of the cabins, those are the lakeside uh, cabins, you might imagine, have a view of... The lake. The <laughs> lake. Bay Lake, a natural lake. There are no sections here either, so everything is in the lobby. If you're in a cabin, you're in a cabin. But otherwise, if you're in a room, there's no, like, you can have this section or this section. It's all right there off the main lobby. Um, Again, no unique food for this. Some general pros of the Copper Creek Villas. The cabins have their own little small gated parking lot. So if you you drive, um, you obviously can get in the resort, and then you kind of drive a little extra, and you have your own little parking lot. It's a little little bit less of a walk because it could be could be a hike mm-hmm. to get to your cabin mm-hmm. um, if you're lucky enough to stay in a cabin. Um, some just general pros there are pr- pretty much all of the pros of Wilderness Lodge in part one, yeah. right? I think it's a beautiful resort. There's a lot to look at in that lobby. Um, you're, just, you're right there in the center of it all. Your pool views are great regardless of which room you're on. We've stayed... So our studio was pretty standard, but the time we stayed in a one-bedroom, it was such a cool room. I, I don't know what it was. We were on... Um, the same floor as club level, which I think might be the highest floor that they have rooms on. We were up pretty high, but our balcony wasn't a traditional balcony because it was like the top of the building. It um, it had like a, one, we were surrounded by wood okay. and it came to like a triangle. Like that's mm. like, you can see them from the outside. Yeah. Like there's along the perimeter. That was our room. So it felt, I, I, I felt like I was actually somewhere in the, in the North, either Northeast or Northwest, mm-hmm. just somewhere in like that woodsy type place. Yeah. It didn't feel like I was in Disney World. It was such a unique change or aspect, um, almost like a new layer onto that room, the room that we were in. It was just, it was a really cool experience. And that's when we discovered we liked the Mickey short cartoons, by the way. Yeah. Um, we were just hanging out. This is a while ago now when I think about it. That was 2019, I think, when we were in that one bedroom. It's nuts that it's been that long. I know. Anyway, so you never know what floor your room might, might might wind up being. And if you get like a slightly altered room, it just felt like the even the layout was a little bit different. Like it just was a cool, it felt like such a cool thing. Um, some cons, the studio sleeps four versus five. So if you need a, fi- you know, a room that, that can technically sleep five, you might want to find your way to Boulder Ridge instead. And the, the rooms, as I mentioned, are a little smaller than Boulder Ridge. Mm-hmm. But when they built the rooms at Boulder, they can make the rooms the size they wanted. Whereas here, they just took over right. the space of already existing rooms. So it kind of like, Kind of, they're kind of stuck with the the room size yeah. for the most part. So, I guess my question to you is: staying at these resorts, like, mm. would you, if you could choose, and money was no option or whatever, would you choose Boulder Ridge or would you choose Copper Creek, or would it? Right now, I money wasn't an option. I would want a cabin at uh, technically is the Copper Creek Copper Creek cabin. expansion okay. of Wilderness Lodge. Would love a cabin if cabins weren't in the mix and we were just going for a straight up regular a regular person room. Yeah. Um, a poor people you know, room. Up until, <laughs> up until the renovations, I would have said Copper Creek, but I really love what they did with the refurbs at, at Boulder Ridge. Yeah, so like for Boulder, me, of the two, I feel like Boulder Ridge is where I would want to be. Like I'm like I would want to mm. walk out and see woods, but I would want to yeah. stay there when it's cold too. <laughs> like that's Get my nice thing like, is to stay somewhere on Wilderness Lodge property, but when it's like cold out, like when the temperatures okay. are. Colder. So you can sit on the balcony and cup your coffee mug mm-hmm. like little Grogu yes. holds his and all the memes. Yes. That sounds that sounds nice. It does sound actually. Nice. All right, is that a wrap on Disney's Wilderness Lodge Part Two? That's it. Before Greg is gonna wrap us up with a quote, 
If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave, leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney podcast. You can also follow us, follow along with us on Instagram, and that's at that park life podcast. If you have a question for us, you can leave that on our Instagram highlight. It's ask Beth and Greg. You can see that there right on our Instagram page to follow our personal Instagram accounts. I am at the real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. Yes. And if you would like to follow along on our other projects that we are working on, you can check out at the quick escape pod, or you can check out at simplistic thrills. Our shop will be opening soon. If you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic with loved ones, you can head over to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com and you can submit a magic gram there. It's free for everyone because we love sharing the magic. Lastly, if you want to join our lovely gang of Diz nerds, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklife to get our bonus episodes where we dive deeper into our lives and sometimes share some Disney secrets and just have some really funny stories to share with everyone. Um, we have some added bonuses there and that's also listed on our Instagram page. All the things that you get included in that when you join our Patreon. Um, some of those are friends and friends and family feature on Instagram. Um, we have a discord channel where we all chat about all the things Disney there. Also don't forget our Amazon shopping list. Our link is in the description of this episode and you can head over there to see what we've posted for things that we suggest for your Disney vacations. Um, Greg also has some really great things over there for our Disney run. We do get a little kickback on that, but it helps us out with this podcast. So we appreciate that. And with that, Greg, take it away. I've got a quote from Brother Bear, which we both yeah, admitted we have not, not seen. seen this movie. <laughs> but um, since, uh, you know, they're using Brother Bear and some of the theming. And by the way, look for Brother Bear. You'll see at the end of the, the main hallway there in Copper Creek on each floor, there's a big bear. And then even around the pool, you'll see a bunch of Brother Bear touches around. This is the Copper, the Copper Creek Springs pool, which was renamed. You'll see some Brother Bear all around. But anyway, Brother Bear, <laughs> this quote um, comes to us from a character who I don't know. So I'm not going to try to pronounce Great. the name because, again... Haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but I still think this is a good quote and it deserves to be, mm. uh, deserves to have a light shown upon it. Quote, when each of us comes of age, the great spirits reveal to us a totem that helps guide us through our lives. Some of us use courage to guide us, others patience, and some of us beauty. And I just assumed oh. they were talking about yeah, me yeah, there I at the end. Yeah, I use beauty for sure. Anyway, we'll see y'all next week, everybody. All right, we'll be here. See you then. Right. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs>